We will open the book. Its pages are blank. We are going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. Hello, and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 63. Happy New Year. I hope all of you had a wonderful holiday season. To kick off the new year on Turn Right, I thought I would give a recap of all of the books that I read in 2021. I read a total of 20 books. Um, And something that I did that helped me read 20 books was I really broke down my reading list kind of into quarters and focused on how many books I could read per quarter. And it was, you know, about four or five books per quarter, depending on, you know, how much traveling I was doing and different things like that. So I'm going to give a quick little recap of every book that I read and just some takeaways for authors. Um, Next week's episode will all be about writing motivation and kind of setting writing goals for the new year. So let's jump into the meat of this episode. The first story that I read was The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. I absolutely love this story. I don't know why it took me so many years to read the book because it's been out for quite a while now. I absolutely love this story. It's a voicey, almost literary thriller and it's basically about this girl who's struggling with alcoholism and it's a result of her failed marriage, a couple miscarriages, and she's kind of spiraling downward. But she's still keeping up the illusion that she's maintaining her former life and she sits on this train, goes to and from London every day, and she pretends like she's going to her job when in fact she's really sipping wine in a paper bag and she's been fired, so she's just doing this to kind of keep face. One night she gets really drunk, she witnesses something that she can't quite remember or make sense of, and the next day a girl in their neighborhood has gone missing, and she has this intuitive sense about her that these two things are connected, and the story is about the protagonist uncovering her memories and piecing together her past, and it's really twisty, and there's a lot of suspense as she does that. So the book is really good because it's not only a suspenseful plot, but it also touches on issues within relationships and alcoholism. I just thought it was really well done. I had empathy for all of the characters. It was so quick moving, and it was like everything I wanted in a novel. I then read My Lovely Wife by Samantha Downing. I thought the story started strong, but the lack of characterization kind of left me bored in the middle. It was also a bit too gruesome for me. For some reason this year, I read quite a lot of thrillers, which is very uncharacteristic of me. Um, And so I read a lot of thrillers, especially in the first quarter. And this story is about this wholesome couple that's just seemingly, you know, regular people. The wife is a realtor, the husband gives tennis lessons, they have two kids, they participate in all the school activities. They're just kind of, you know, your average run-of-the-mill family. But they have a very interesting nighttime activity and they go out and they stalk women and then murder them, which is really disturbing. And as the story progresses, We truly see how gruesome and psychotic they are, especially the wife. Um, At first, they kind of started out in their killing sprees as a form of self-defense, but then they became infatuated with it. And for me, like I said, kind of too much of a gruesome thriller for me to really enjoy it. And I also kind of was bored, like I said, in the middle, but it was overall a solid read. 
The third book I read was Before We Were Strangers by Renee Carlino. Reading this book caused me to realize I don't really like romance as a genre. I like romance wrapped up in dystopian, NYF, even historical fiction, but romance on its own is kind of boring to me. Um, the, two the two main characters, Matt and Grace, were very likable, and the story tells um, how they first met, fell in love, and then also how they drifted apart. And I was definitely crying at the end, so it's not like the story wasn't good. It's just that I don't prefer the genre of romance, which is something I had not realized until this year. I also thought there was too much explicit sexual references, but again, that's just personal opinion. I would prefer more of a fade to black technique. I then read The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. This was a really good book. It's kind of a spoof on Jane Eyre, and it's about this girl who moves to a new neighborhood. She is very poor, running from her past, and she stumbles upon this man. They fall in love. He's very wealthy. He's got it all going on, except for the fact that his wife went missing, and everyone kind of thinks he did it. But there's a huge plot twist. We get the wife's perspective, and we learn her personality and some disturbing things about her, and the protagonist uncovers what really happens, and it's a fight for her life at the end and I thought it was a very good story. I also liked how this book didn't drag on too much. It's a shorter book, but I liked that better because I felt it was better moving. I then read In Five Years by Rebecca Surlay. This story was one of my favorites of the year. I really liked the protagonist and the voice that the author used. The protagonist is a little bit older than me, kind of in her early 30s. On paper, her life looks very put together and very satisfying. She's just made partner at her law firm. She's engaged to a very wealthy, nice man, but there's really no spark in their relationship and she's kind of having an identity crisis and delaying her marriage. But that all changes whenever her very best friend gets diagnosed with ovarian cancer and her world flips upside down and she really reevaluates the priorities in her life and she kind of contrasts her own life with her best friends and her best friend's life is filled with risk and adventure and romance and it's a really great story about the two girls very sad ending and definitely a trigger warning um a lot of talk about cancer in this story and i was definitely bawling my eyes out the sixth book that i read was the silent patient by alex Michalides, and of course this book was extremely popular I saw it everywhere and knew I had to read it. Again, it was another thriller and it's about the protagonist is this psychotherapist and he is tasked with getting this woman, Alicia, to talk. A very traumatic event happened where her, where her husband, Gabriel, was shot. Everyone thinks Alicia did it. In fact, she's locked up in a mental institution. Um, but the story is a little bit more nuanced than that. My prediction was that the protagonist killed Kathy, his wife who was having an affair like Alicia killed Gabriel. That was, of course, not the correct not the correct prediction if you read the story, but I won't spoil it. But I did think the ending kind of was a little bit too unraveled for my liking. I then read Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Taylor Jenkins Reid was probably my favorite author of the year, but this was my least favorite book by hers, and it's because of the format of the story. I'm not sure how you would really characterize the format of the story, but it's written almost like a play where it's like line by line, and it has the character, 
and it has a colon and then what they are saying. I just kind of thought there were too many characters and I couldn't really get deep enough into anyone's head. I also didn't really root for Daisy and Billy. I didn't think their backstory was explored enough for me to feel empathy for them and to understand why they were the way they were. I also didn't like how the book was told from Julia's perspective. It kind of felt like a cheat at the end. But if you like Taylor Jenkins Reid's stories in terms of plot and characters, you will definitely like this story if you can kind of get past the initial format of it. I then read 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. Uh, the characters were very vivid, kind of complex. Um, we can easily picture the character Ursula as being this vicious SEC hunter. And the story is about this girl Mallory who inherits a house on Nantucket. And she's been in this secret hooking up situation with this guy named Jake who's married to Ursula and they don't keep in touch Jake and Mallory for the entire year except for this one weekend in the summer where they hook up and see each other and they're going behind Ursula's back so of course there's a lot of moral questions there but you know we kind of feel bad for Mallory because it seems like Jake will never leave Ursula for her but you also kind of are like, Mallory, why can't you stand up for yourself and get yourself out of this situation? Give Jake an ultimatum. You know, you shouldn't even really be doing this in the first place. So there's like a lot of complexity there. Um, but I thought the book dragged because you can't really have the same story, the same yearning for this love affair 28 chapters in a row for 28 summers. I just thought it lacked something and I wish Mallory... Um, kind of moved off Nantucket and had more of a character development. I also didn't care for how the author utilized politics, the one character um, with the last name Cavandish. It just seemed a little out of place for a summer romance. I then read The Whisper Network by Chandler Baker. This is such an underrated novel. I found it on TikTok. It's really smart chiclet. It's very fierce, and I really enjoyed the different perspectives and what each woman brought to the table. Sloane, Artie, Grace, Rosalita, Catherine, they're all a little bit different, and they all kind of play a role in the murder of the CEO of their company. And the story also addresses really important issues in society like being a working mom, discrimination as a woman in corporate America, socioeconomic status. So it's a thriller, but it also addresses a lot of issues and it also explores a lot of things about womanhood which is why I kind of consider it more chick lit than a thriller but kind of a mesh of the two. Tenth book I read was The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. I definitely saw the plot before. Basically this woman's husband goes missing. There's a lot of questions about it. The police are coming and questioning this woman. Um, his daughter, her stepdaughter, is you know really confused and combative and everyone is pointing fingers and they have to figure out where this guy is so definitely like i said a plot that you know i've kind of seen before but the voice was really strong so i liked it it was a quick easy read and you know i would definitely recommend this for anyone who's looking for something a little bit lighter um, I do think the ending was dumb and not fulfilling. That's something I also noticed this year. Um, reading popular commercial fiction, it seems like a lot of endings are kind of unwrapped up. And I'm okay with a looser, more artful ending to a story. But I think it has to be more looser and artful in nature and not commercial fiction, if that makes sense. I then read The Last Mrs. Parrish by Liv Constantine. 
This was unfortunately my least favorite book of the year. I just found the characters to be really shallow and I almost didn't finish it. The story essentially starts with this woman named Amber. She is poor and she's had a bad home life and she wants to reinvent herself and she latches onto this woman named Mrs. Parrish and idolizes her especially her material items and she wants to be the next Mrs. Parrish so I thought the story was kind of thin and you could really see the plot especially from the title of the story. Then I read People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. It was probably my second favorite story of the year. I was instantly hooked by the warm and humorous voice. I have a whole episode on this story if you're interested in more details about it. But the characters are all warm and quirky. I really like them. Poppy, um, Alex Nilsson, he kind of reminded me of my own boyfriend, Nick. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's from Ohio. But they were such a cute couple and I was just rooting for them. I was in love with them. I wanted to hear about all of their adventures and I really kind of saw myself in Poppy in some moments and I don't see myself in many characters um, but I just really related to this story and loved it. I then read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, another book that was very hyped up. And initially I really liked it. I thought it was super brave and courageous for Colleen Hoover to, um, you know, write about kind of her personal experience. I read the afterword and it seems like she was alluding to it a little bit, if not explicitly. Um, and, you know, it's about this girl being in an abusive relationship and her mother was in an abusive relationship and the cycle of that ending, which I think was a very interesting topic to write about. However, I thought the characters and the romance were kind of cheesy. The main character's name is Lily Bloom and she owns a flower shop. Um, and the romance was just cheesy, too much sex. There's a line where the main character says, he's unapologetic in the way he Fs me. Like, that's just not good dialogue. And I think that really cheapened the story. I then read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I really, really enjoyed that one. Definitely one of my favorite stories of the year. I enjoyed it a lot more as it was in first person. I loved hearing about Evelyn's life and it was so unique with how she was living this double life and really in love with Celia St. James and the man Evelyn was supposedly married to was in love with this other man and they you know create this sort of love square where everyone is with a different person and they're all keeping face and they have these crazy glamorous adventures in Hollywood. Um, but it's just a really great story and I know a lot of people love it, so did I, and definitely for good reason. The 15th book I read was A Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins. It started in Medias Race. There was a lot of action right from the get-go. The characters are all very fascinating. I kind of empathized with Lara being a misfit. I never really thought she committed the crime, um, but she really has some unique lines in the story. She compare stabbing someone and killing someone as apples to oranges so you get the idea of what kind of character she is um and I just really like all the different characters I definitely didn't see you know the culprit like at all um it definitely was shocking the ending to me and it really is a slow burn thriller we're kind of being kept in suspense by all these little hints and trying to piece the puzzle together rather than there being any extremely loud bangs in the story. I then read The Ocean in Winter. I love this book, also highly underrated. I saw it on the bestsellers list one time and just decided to pick it up. It was really compelling and I could root for all of the characters. I 
loved them and I loved how they were all connected in motherhood, Alex and Riley. Um, the story is really sad. It is about how these three sisters are affected by their mother's suicide and, you know, what happens to them later in life. I then read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This was definitely my favorite story by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which may surprise some people because I feel like it's usually Evelyn Hugo. But I love this story so much because she really got deep into the head of Nina Riva. I think there's a lot of great um, juxtaposition between Nina and Evelyn. And I just thought Nina was like the ultimate character to root for. She's selfless. She's beautiful, but she doesn't know she's beautiful. She cares about her family. She's complex. And the story follows her journey as well as her siblings. They are the children of the famous celebrity Mick Riva. And the story starts and ends with this party that they have one summer. I then read The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. I really liked how the story was more literary in nature. I liked the imagery with the red silk dress. Um, it's a very tragic story. It's about a young woman growing up in the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression. Her whole life ch is changed by that. And, and she also gets pregnant very young and out of wedlock. It's kind of a scandal. So that's another complexity in the book. They have to migrate west to California and deal with a whole other host of things, you know, no work, floods, being called Okies, and it's a really tragic book, but it was definitely a really strong one as well. I read Sweet Girl, not one of my favorite stories. It was just really heavy. Um, it's basically about these people who are all on drugs, and the one girl is not on drugs, and she hears this crying baby and knows she has to save this baby, but there's this huge snowstorm in Michigan, and that's an obstacle to saving this baby. And the story takes place all within this snowstorm. But it's very tragic and some of the imagery about drugs is quite gruesome. Finally, the last book I read was The Wish by Nicholas Sparks. I haven't read a Nicholas Sparks book in quite some time. I wasn't sure how to feel about this book. At first it was pretty dark and I thought it was going to be all about the protagonist Maggie being diagnosed with cancer and I was like this is so heavy I don't know if I want to read it but then it flashes back to Maggie being a teenager and getting pregnant and being sent to North Carolina where she has to live with her aunt and have the baby and give the baby up for adoption and so there's a parallel between the baby and then the end of Maggie's life but I thought the story was a little bit predictable but it was extremely sad and I was definitely crying at the end of the story um, one quote that I took away from the book that I really liked was by St. Teresa and it says when one loves one does not calculate so those are all the books that I read this year and a mini review of them. Let me know if you've read any of these books by sounding off in the comments. If I was kind of doing a Spotify wrapped of genres, if you will, I would say I read predominantly commercial fiction, a lot of thrillers, a couple romances, one literary fiction. Um, so really a lot of different stories. I was surprised that I didn't read any dystopian or YF this year because I usually tend to read a lot of those. But I'm starting out 2022 with reading the story of My Dark Vanessa. It's really good, really suspenseful, and also a pretty sad book. But um, we will be resuming quarterly uh, reading and writing recaps to help us all stay accountable this year. Let me know how many books you plan on reading and all of that either on Twitter 
or by sounding off in the comments of this podcast, wherever you listen to it at. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.